Greetings from TG Geeks webcast where Ben and Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre, you name it, we talk about it. Find our episodes each week on TGGeeks.com. Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. The Red Legion took away our home. Dominus Gaul has stolen our light. But from the ashes, a fire team of guardians rise to... Guardian down. Wait, wait, wait. Who was that? <sighs> Titan, no jump good. This is Happy Hour from the Tower. I'm T. I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. And we're going to talk about all things Destiny. Why we play. Why we love punching aliens in the face. And why T's aim needs a little bit of work. Have you got that? Say you've got it. See something! A podcast for players of all levels. Find Happy Hour from the Tower on iTunes, Stitcher, or at happyhourfromthetower.com. Eyes up, Guardian. Time to give up the ghost. It's Happy Hour from the Tower. First round's on us. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays of various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 130 of Geekitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Ray's out of town this week, but that means I get to be joined by the wonderful host of the Average Geek Show, Brian Johnson. How you doing, Brian? Hello. How are you, Joe? I'm good. I'm good. Um... We've gotten to talk to each other quite a bit lately. I know it's great. <laughs> um, so before we go into our all our activities, um, what have you been up to since last you were on the show? Um, what is it? A bit in about a year. Um, at least. Yeah, I think it was last summer. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> well, with with all the things, um. Average Geek Show needed to take a back seat um, for 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 a while. Mm -hmm. um, we recorded our well, that's not true anymore. But uh, we recorded our last episode back in October um, of uh, 2017, um, and it was such a poignant episode. I felt like that was a good point to just take a hiatus. Mm -hmm. um, and so, Average Geek Show has been on a hiatus for the last almost year. Until, of course, last weekend. Yes. Um, so, um, but, you know, it was time to take a step back um, from doing the podcast just to, you know, focus on my life and focus on things that mm -hmm. are super important. Um, so Average Geek Show will be returning, but not in the same way where it was before. It's probably going to be like 
once every couple of months, you'll get a new episode, but it'll be a long episode. And that's okay. As long as the content's coming out and we get a chance to, to hear from you, I think people will be happy. Absolutely. Plus, it frees me up to do stuff like this. Yes, absolutely. I'm glad you could join me for this today. And you're actually yeah. going to be, you're doing a twofer. <laughs> we're gonna oh, that's next right. Too. Yeah, so so it's all good. It's <clears> great. <throat> um, so what have you been up to this week uh, as far as geeky stuff goes? Um, as far as geeky stuff goes, um, one of the things that I wanted to do was start working on my backlog. Um, mm-hmm. As a nerd, we all have backlogs. And my backlog happens to consist of TV shows and video games Mm -hmm. as well as books, but books take a little bit more time. Right. Um, so I never finished three television series that I'm now going back and rewatching and then plan to finish. Um, first one is of course house. Okay. Um, I never saw the last season of house because I found out one of the major characters was leaving and I was like, mm, I don't want to. No, I'm not going to do it. It's like that Firefly Syndrome. If I don't watch the last episode, it doesn't end. <laughs> I did that with Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've been talking all day for my day job. So a little horse. No, no problem. Um, the second show was, of course, Castle. Okay. Um, I finally watched the season finale of Castle um, and bawled my eyes out. And got angry until I realized Nathan Fillion has a new show coming out uh, this month, next month, next month. Pretty soon, yeah. October 10th. <clears throat> so, and then the third show, um, which I have to be careful how much I watch it because I will turn into that character, is mm-hmm. Monk. <laughs> it's a great show. Uh, so, I'm on season three, and oh my God, this show is just so amazing. Um, but the other thing that I've been doing is I, okay. I, I have a man cave set up where I'm very fortunate to have two televisions. Nice. So I watch my shows on one television while I'm playing video games and Beautiful. it's, it's awesome. And it's really helpful for like those puzzle games where you get stuck because I have my computer hooked up to one TV and my video games mm. to the other. So I've been watching TV and I've been playing uh, the new Assassin's Creed, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. And how are you liking that? Oh, my God. It is reminding me why I love that franchise so very much. (laughs) See, I'm not a console gamer, so I haven't had the pleasure. I I believe you can get Assassin's Creed for the place or for uh, your computer. I will have to look into that because I know people – here's the thing. I, I missed so many of these franchises, and I feel like going back to them, I'm, I'm, I'm way behind the curve. Well, lucky for you, they thought of that, and they've released uh, remastered versions. Oh, nice. So well, as soon as I finish Assassin's Creed Origins, I'm actually going back <clears throat> and playing uh, the Ezio trilogy, which is Assassin's Creed 2. Cool. So, but yeah, that's my geekiness lately. <laughs> that's nice. That's nice. Um, I have also been lurking on a backlog, but it's been a different backlog. Um, Ray had mentioned a couple weeks ago that he was starting back in on Jane Miles Explains the X-Men. Have you ever listened to them? You talked about that this weekend. 
and I, I have yeah. yet to listen to it. It's so good. It's so very, very good. And I'm, I'm probably about a year behind or so. Ooh. And um, maybe a little, a little less, I mean, a little more, but, um, but yeah, so I've, I've been listening to their stuff over and over and over again and um, catching up as quickly as I can and just loving it. Um, and then one of the things that I got out of listening to them is I, I have not been reading comics as much. It's been a very long time since I've followed anything more than a one shot or a couple of issues that are in a, a story arc mm-hmm. here or there. But they had mentioned that um, Cannonball and Sunspot from the New Mutants, which is my favorite comic book ever, uh, were big players in the U.S. Avengers. And I knew that the that they had become Avengers, but I didn't realize that they were kind of like the driving force behind this like new Avengers franchise that was, I guess, maybe a year or so old. Mm-hmm. And... So I, I'm, I got Marvel Unlimited, and I, I started reading the U.S. Avengers stuff, and oh my god, love it so much. Now, is that the one with Wolverine as an Avenger? Um, no, that's the new Avengers, I think, but he's in various Avengers teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how, how deep your, your Marvel knowledge goes, but there's a, a group called AIM in the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. Advanced idea mechanics i think Mm -hmm. and so when bobby was bobby's sunspot when bobby was in the avengers he they were going up against aim and so he just bought them (laughs) because he's he's super rich and so he just bought them and then he turned them in like he kicked out all the bad guys and then um turned it into like a, a superhero team to kind of help out shield and there's like back and forth where they tried to go against shield and do their own thing but now they're kind of under shield's thumb but it's it's him it's cannonball squirrel girl um yeah uh iron patriot okay her 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 girlfriend um oh i forget her character's name but she's this really cool she's got a an armor that goes through like walls and things And then um, the the Red Hulk, but it's not Thunderbolt Ross. It's another general, and he has um, this. They call it the the Hulk plugin. And so, one hour out of every thirty six hours, he can turn into the Red Hulk. But they they limit how long he can be in it because it's kind of a fail safe to make sure that he's not the Hulk too long or doesn't go on any rampages or yeah, that anything. Like a D anD D campaign thing. Like you can, yeah. like you can, you have this ability for one hour every thirty six hours, and that's it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> once an once an adventure, once a campaign, exactly. A- <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's just a really fun fun team, and uh, and I'm about I don't know ten issues in right now. And, uh, unfortunately I'm going through the whole secret empire thing where the whole Capsa Hydra agent stuff. So I'm just trying to get through that so I can gotcha. get the good stuff. Now that, that kind of reminds me of a comic series I was reading. Um, I'm struggling to remember the name of it. Um, but it, uh, it was, I think it was called young Avengers. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was awesome. called young Avengers, but it had like, 
all these major Avengers characters, um, it was their kids. And so mm-hmm. you had Hulkling, who was in a relationship with mm-hmm. the son of Scarlet Witch. Right. Yes, Wiccan. Wiccan. Um, and it, I found it like really incredibly interesting because it was like, holy crap. They, I mean, they're really diving deep in and making making it accessible to younger generations. Yeah, um, no, that was a really good team. And I think those characters are still floating around in the universe somewhere. Hopefully, because I mean, that's one thing that ticks me off about Marvel is like, eh, we didn't think this was nearly successful enough, so we're going to scrap the whole thing and, you know, we'll reboot it. Uh, that's one thing I have a problem with comics on is like, you know, people love these characters. People love these particular storylines. Mm-hmm. Don't scrap them. Keep them right. going. Right. Well, and I mean, I, I think where I started kind of drifting away from following comics on a regular basis was because they changed their creative team so often. And every time you create especially with like the X-Men, because that's who I followed back in the day that every, it was like every six months I felt like they were changing their creative teams. And so like, that's why there's so many story storylines that are just like floating out there unfinished because you know, they, they just, as they were starting to get good, they'd switch it out for somebody else. And then they'd drop those characters, bring in a whole nother set of characters and do something completely different. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and, and I'm going to remind you of that when we talk about something later on in the show. Okay. Um, since, since we're talking about like dropping continuity and everything, I got to say, I'm, I'm, the, the the area of where Jay and Miles are covering the X-Men mm-hmm. is right. Like the episode I listened to on the way home was um, where they were covering the last three issues of new mutants before it becomes X-Force. Okay. And like the comments that they constantly make about how bad Rob Liefeld's art is, is amazing. Like it's just like, cause they don't just talk about the, the, it's not like, as they said in one of the, the recent episodes, it's not Jay and miles summarizes the X-Men. It's like, they explain it. So they talk about what's going on creatively with the teams. And this is the time when they were trying to kind of push out Chris Claremont and, uh, Leah Simonson. And, and so, and it's where, where Rob Liefeld and, the, and other artists like Jim Lee are becoming, the creative forces behind these books because yay, the nineties. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's just really interesting to listen to, but yeah, they're constantly talking about, okay. And then they have like a visual companion that they, they include on their blog. So you can go and th- they'll tell you which images they've decided to include on the visual companion to kind of just reinforce their, their points. You know, it, it kills me that people shit on Rob Liefeld. I mean, yeah, he has trouble drawing feet, but, you know, I I have personally met Rob Liefeld at uh, a WonderCon. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like a, a stumbling onto him because they stuck him in the middle of Artist Alley. Mm-hmm. And he is the sweetest, most genuine man you've ever met. And it's like, really? You came up with Deadpool? <laughs> it's, like, it's like that does not match your personality at all. Well, I also think I think he, I mean what we forget is he was still like really, 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 really young when he was 
starting on all of these projects. Mm-hmm. And I think if any of us think back to our 20s, our early 20s, we, we go, oh my God, how embarrassing was that? <laughs> so I'm sure, I am sure that the Rob Liefeld running around there is not the Rob Liefeld that um, you necessarily see at conventions. Yeah. But that being said, some of his art is pretty sketchy. No pun intended. Oh, no, no. Pun intended. That was beautiful. <laughs> <clears throat> um, no, I mean, I yeah, some of his early stuff is is pretty bad. But, like, the stuff that he's doing now, for anybody that is interested, go follow him on Instagram. His Instagram is super entertaining. Um, if, you know, if not for, like, what a comic book artist does in his spare time, um, just to see like little glimpses of Deadpool, like mm-hmm. in, in like his conversation. And now it's like dad pool <laughs> because it's all <laughs> dad jokes. That's funny. Yeah. They're just like the, the, the things that they kind of like tease is the fact that there's all these kind of dramatic poses mm-hmm. that don't make sense with gravity. <laughs> And they talk about the Liefeld kick, which is basically, <laughs> I think they explained it on the last uh, episode as when um, a character on a uh, Rob Liefeld comic book jumps straight up in the air and then kicks in basically by doing the splits. And the leg that they are supposed to be kicking with doubles or possibly triples in size. <laughs> well, it's to app depth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, so we are, we are in the middle of the nineties with pouches and head buttresses and all sorts of just terribleness. That is the nineties. Hey man, I grew up on the pouches phase. Okay. Oh, so did I, so did I. And and I think if I was going to complain about anything, it would be the stuff that was coming out in like the early two thousands with like when they kind of got that big manga influence mm-hmm. and the hands all became like 10 times the size of any human appendage ever and and the heads became more boxy yes yes <clears throat> yeah uh so, so lots of craziness and then the last thing which i am very excited about this i just bought my blizzcon virtual ticket i'm gonna, jealous yeah i'm gonna be going down to san diego and hanging out with my brother it's our new tradition we we play hooky and um and watch the blizzcon and play video games. And um, as a bonus this year of getting the virtual ticket, um, you get to participate in one of the demos that people at the actual um, convention get to participate in. And that is the World of Warcraft classic demo. Oh, pray so tell. Actually, so they, they will... Um, they, they mentioned maybe a year or so ago. Yeah. Cause at last, at last BlizzCon, so last November, they announced that they were going to create, um, classic world of Warcraft servers that were like world of Warcraft was when it originally launched, because when they did the, um, cataclysm expansion, which was like expansion four, um, they, kind of rewrote and rebuilt the entire game world and got rid of a lot of old quests and tried to um, streamline stuff and just changed everything. But a lot of people's favorite quests were, were tossed out. And um, so this is, this is like not day one, but just before they launched the first expansion, Mm -hmm. it's going to be what the game was like Mm -hmm. back in 
the 90s. Oh, very nice. Has it been that long? Well, maybe not the 90s. Let me, <laughs> let me take that back. Has it been 14 years? Oh, my gosh. So the early 2000s, but but definitely no, early. That makes sense because i dating myself here. I graduated high school in 2004, and I remember I lost touch with two of my friends after high school mm-hmm. because World of Warcraft came out. Yeah, it launched in 2004. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, yep. The um, it's going to basically be how the game was, um, in two thousand seven. Yes. So how uh, oh, okay. how it was when just before, like Burning Crusade launched in two thousand seven. So I guess late two thousand six. So almost twelve years ago. Um, they're going back and, and, and like it, people, a lot of people have said, well, be careful what you wish for because you lose all the like modern conveniences and the streamlining and they haven't talked about how they're going to do graphics yet. So it may be the crappy old graphics, but there's something about that. I mean, you talk about on your show, the nostalgia filter. I am mm-hmm. all about running around in a old, old, old game world that is, um, I don't know, just full of old experiences. And I, I also joined after all of this. So to catch up to my brother, I kind of sped through a lot of these um, missions. I went back with other characters later and, and caught up before they all changed, but just to be able to go back at my own speed and kind of feel what it was like when it first came out. I yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like uh, when, um, when they did that with Diablo, where there was a quest line mm-hmm. where you ran into Diablo one and you had to run around a, mm-hmm. a Diablo one dungeon. I mean, I remember being super excited about that. And then I played it and I'm like, yep, this was terrible, <laughs> but no, it's still super cool. Um, now if I can interject on something real quick here, that something I saw, briefly on my lunch today um this is a series that Mm -hmm. i've been excited about um ever since they announced that it was going to be a thing originally it was going to be on tnt and then dc decided to launch their own network and they have released a new titans clip um that shows beast boy's transformation Ooh, yes, kind of cool. and it is super seamless and super cool looking. Um, and they, everybody was worried when they dropped the first picture of the new Titans. It's like, okay, wait a minute, Beast Boy's not green; he just has green hair. Uh, Starfire is an African American girl. What the fuck? Um, but everything is starting to make sense now. Uh, now, that's not me saying that. That's the fandom in general saying, "What the fuck." Yeah, no, no, no. I, okay. we, we covered I just that wanted- already. We're like, we're like, the woman is the the woman is an orange alien. She can be of any ethnicity from here. Right, exactly. Her. And I didn't want to make it seem like I was super judgmental, but um, they've no. actually shown that when Beast Boy transforms, he turns green and mm-hmm. then goes into his animal form. And when he's coming out of animal form back to human, he's green, and then he fades back to like normal flesh tone. 
So, and I think it was a really creative way of doing it. So that way, you know, the poor actor didn't have to wear green body paint the entire time. Right. Because I mean, like that cannot be fun. It cannot be comfortable. Oh no. Anybody that's played with liquid latex knows. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Um, What do you think? I mean, I guess we could probably talk about this in the, in the rest of the, yeah, let's say let's, let's, we'll, we'll continue this, this, uh, Titans conversation in the uh, main part because we're kind of talking about um, upcoming movie stuff, okay. but we can throw that in. We can throw that in as well because I have I have questions for you because I'm not a, I'm not a Teen Titans person. Oh, so I have okay, yeah. So I have very I have very limited uh, investment in this whole argument, but I do have questions. So we'll we'll jump into that. Okay. Any other other stuff we should cover before we move on to commercial break? Um. Oh, I, I'm kind of tapped <laughs> <laughs> all right well then we're going to take a quick commercial break while we talk about uh some of our other shows on the network and then we will be right back i'm void and i'm beach and together we're the geek to geek podcast well we make it it is kind of us but i guess it's separate every week we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while and you're invited we talk about books and movies games comics the internet or really whatever we feel like yeah that too so look for the geek to geek podcast on itunes or wherever your podcasts are sold or downloaded or whatever Hi everyone, I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea, and we are the hosts of Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. We are two best friends who love pop culture and talking about pretty much whatever we want. Katie! Yes? Stop thinking about Zac Efron and tell our future listeners what some of our latest episodes have been about. Well, we've talked about Zac Efron. No, get it together, Katie. Fine. We've talked about fan fiction, classical literature adaptations, favorite TV couples, and so much more. So grab your cup of tea or whatever your drink of choice and download our podcast today. And we're back. And so this week, um, your two options for uh, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, you're going to have when fans react negatively. Uh, So they're going to be talking about some of the, we certainly have talked about that a lot on this show. Um, Fans can be the best, but fans can be the worst. Um, so they're gonna be talking about that. And then there were some technical issues with the geek to geek cast this week. So you get a void only mini show, but, um, you know, it's, it's void. So, you know, it's going to be amazing regardless. So that's it. That's what they've got going on. And what we've got going on is we're just talking about all the stuff that's going on. Yeah. It's very much like an episode of the average geek show. It's like, hey, we're going to talk about what's happening <laughs> and what we want to talk about. Right. Well, we should start off because we did just record um, your 100th episode of, was it 100 or 100? No, it was the 100th episode. Yeah, it was, yeah, that's what I thought. It was 100 episode of The Average Geek Show. And we did that at Fangia down in San Diego. Yes, uh, it's a brand new convention. Um, this was their first year. Um, like any first year conventions, it was a little slow, but oh my God, was it super fun. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a relatively small crowd. I mean, it didn't ever, I think get really full, but it was pretty consistent. And the stage that we were in were where we were at was basically in the main ex- exhibition hall. So we were getting participation from the people manning yes. the booths. And, and we had a lot of uh, what, what I like to call uh, drive by comments 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> which which are always fun because it's like, wait, 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 you're not getting away. Come back here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But no, that, that was a lot of fun. Um, now, for those of you who follow the Average Geek Show or will hopefully go check us out, um, you'll notice that there's only 97 episodes out right now. So we've got three episodes or two. 97 so 98 99 yeah two episodes uh that i've got to get recorded here (laughs) Uh, because i made a promise that i would go do the 100th episode at fangia so you're probably going to get a couple of nostalgia filters from us um and that's a really fun series i know joe you mentioned it briefly but nostalgia yeah. filter is honestly one of my favorite things to do on the show. Um, we take movies that we grew up with. Um, like for instance, we've done jaws, we've done Jurassic park and we go back and rewatch them as adults. And we see if they still hold up and are still fantastic or if they got run through the nostalgia filter and they're only fantastic because we watched them at the right time. Right, right. And for me, like everybody enjoyed when you did the nostalgia filter oh, on yeah. the Goonies, and I've and I've tried to go back and watch the Goonies. I just can't. I don't know if it's because mm-hmm. I'm a teacher, but it's just for me. It's just screaming children. <laughs> You've got that uh, that Clint Eastwood syndrome. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's it's kind of interesting because uh, Philippe and I did. Um, I think it was Dark Crystal. And I had never yes. seen Dark Crystal. I was always more on the Labyrinth side when I was a kid. And we went back and I watched Dark Crystal. Philippe rewatched Dark Crystal. And he was like, this movie was fantastic. And I was like, no, no, it was not. <laughs> that one is one I didn't go back and, and watch, but... Um... I don't know. I don't know that I have wonderful memories <laughs> of that one. I, I definitely have memories. Well, and that's it. the whole point of the show is like, you know, get different perspectives mm-hmm. on it and, you know, see what comes about. And, you know, if I, I've honestly given thought to just doing a podcast called Nostalgia Filter, I, I enjoy it so much. I, I think you would have a lot of people following it because it, I, there's a something fun about going back and testing some of the stuff you've um, grown up loving you just have to be careful because if it's something you're really attached to it might not be the best thing to go back and oh yeah i I still have a list a mile long of like stuff that i'm like "Mm, i don't know that i want to do this (laughs) and it's funny because sometimes it doesn't hold up but sometimes it doesn't hold up but that's okay because you can appreciate it for what it was uh that happened yeah, that happened to me when a friend of mine had his kids out here, and uh, and we were watch- We didn't have anything for them to watch, and so um, Spider Man and his amazing friends was on Netflix at oh, the time, God. and I'm like, I'm putting this on, and the kids loved it. But I think the episode that I watched with them was like Doctor Doom was being um, held at bay by. Um, Aunt May's boyfriend who happened to get a hold of the cosmic okay. cube. It was so amazingly <laughs> ridiculous, but it was wonderful. It was just so like it was so charmingly bad. And so like so it, it did not hold up. It wasn't like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. But it was 
oh my god, this is the best thing ever for the completely wrong reasons. Oh god. Well, I mean, if if you don't mind me dropping a little exclusive teaser mm-hmm. on your podcast, um, I have decided that the very next nostalgia filter that we do is going to be the 1966 Batman. Oh, that's a good one. So, I mean, because I mean, I grew up with the reruns and I remember uh-huh. loving them. Yeah. And I I know that's going to be one that's going to be like, why did I like this? <laughs> I, I think it's going to be laughing groans is what I think it's going to be, exactly. which is fine. It's exactly <laughs> where you want it to live. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. Episode 98. So um, there's a bunch of stuff coming out. We started talking about um, before the break the Teen Titans, which I have very little experience with, but I'm going to ask you. Okay. My my experience with Teen Titans, and I think a lot of people's experience with Teen Titans, has been the cartoon. And I didn't watch it religiously, but I, you know, I'm aware of it. And then there was Teen Titans Go, and uh. um, and that is very much their audience. And I realize their audience has gotten older, but I feel like this is such a dramatic tonal change. Mm-hmm. Um. Is is the the Teen Titans community concerned that they're trying to go too dark with it? There is a lot of concern that they're trying to go too dark with it because there are the people that are concerned are the Teen Titans cartoon fans, like the original cartoon, and I think they see this as okay. They went super duper silly and stupid with Teen Titans Go, and now they're going like a backswing. Uh, all the way to like Dark Knight, Frank Miller style, you know, brooding character. Um, right. I'm of the opinion. I'm. I. This is my opinion. When I see any trailer or anything that's coming out, it's like I want to give it a chance and see. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, the Teen Titans comic was not very like dark and brooding. Um, so it is a little bit of a departure, but the Teen Titans comic was still not as happy and cheery as the cartoon show and definitely not like Teen Titans go. Um, so now Teen Titans has been kind of like a sidekick dumping ground for DC comics, um, as well as like creating some original characters um, and then using a lot of not so popular characters in a team environment, um, much like, you know, Young Avengers or right. any any team uh, comic. Um, so you get to see a lot of characters that maybe not necessarily can't stand on their own, like uh, Dove, you know, um, but some of the later teen Titans uh, comics have gotten really dark and emotional. Um, there was one that I read a couple years ago where beast boy basically becomes this dark brooding, like, you know, I've destroyed my life kind of character. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of interesting to see where they're going to go. Now. Also, I'm of the opinion that, where Robin is in in this new Titan series is a very logical thing because mm-hmm. you always see like Robin kind of mad at Batman, but you never see like how unhinged he can be 
And right. a lot of the Robins were very unhinged. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm not going to judge this too harshly until I see it. But I, I for one, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, that's good. Like, like I hope it's successful. I don't know that I, I have. We have so many streaming services mm-hmm. that I just don't know that I'm going to add DC to all of this, especially since when Disney comes out, I'm going to definitely add stuff for Marvel. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we've got to figure out our our Internet situation. We just recently got ourselves set up set up because um Spectrum's going to allow us to just stream through an Apple TV. Oh. But they haven't done that yet. So we've got the Apple TV, we're just waiting for them to get the streaming service and we're hoping that that will cut down on the bill and give us a lot more options as far as what we can actually stream without having to pay extra. So Well, this is not a sponsorship, but I do recommend um cuz we actually cut the cord in my house about two years ago now. Mm-hmm. And um, we have the Netflix, we have Amazon prime. Um, but we also subscribe to two other services that were surprisingly inexpensive. Um, the first one was CBS all access. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like six bucks a month. And yeah, we have that one. Yeah. So, you know, that you have access to their entire catalog of CBS shows, including stuff that doesn't air anymore. Um, also new series like Star Trek Discovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's another one that I got just solely for my grandmother who I take care of. Um, and that's Sling. Um, okay. Sling is really fantastic. They call it TV a la carte. Um, basically, you watch live TV over the internet through their service. And you get to pick and choose what channels you want. Um, so it's really fantastic. We have their, like, not their top tier package, but like their second tier package. Mm -hmm. And it gives us all the channels that we basically want um, with the exception of ABC because Disney's starting their own thing. Right. So something to look into. All right. We'll have to look into that because I know it's definitely one of the Apple TV offerings. I think is there's an app there for sling. Mm -hmm. So um, we've also looked at maybe voodoo, but we're going to have to sit down at some point and just say, all right, what crosses over what's redundant and, and, figure it all out absolutely um cool so that's teen titans um and then you sent me um a very interesting um joker thing oh god you want to talk about that okay (laughs) yeah well i mean the 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 one that (laughs) the the main one the joaquin phoenix oh oh oh, that one okay gotcha yeah (laughs) so um yeah what'd you think of that well, I, here's my question. What's it for? Uh, it is a standalone Joker movie about the origins of Joker. Okay. Um, I I think I, I mentioned this a little bit when um, we were talking at Fangia, mm-hmm. but we need this. Why? Uh, because I think DC is trying to apologize for Jared Leto. And but but they 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 like cutting room floor in most of Jared Leto. I know, but so he was, was still like, there. Yeah, I, I we just did a we just did an entire episode on what the fuck DC, but like I just I don't know where they're going with anything. Like it doesn't make sense, Brian. What are they doing? They have no plan. They, they no. are they're trying to make sense of chaos, and chaos will win. 
Yeah, but not in a good way. No. But, I mean, like I said, I'm going to hold off judgment until I see it. And then once I see it, I will judge the literal crap out of it. Well, but, but are we part of the problem, Brian? Like, are we part of the problem? Because I feel like, because I do it too. I keep going to DC movies because I feel like I have to cover them for my podcast. And, and I keep hoping that they're going to be good and better than whatever came out previously. Well, Wonder Woman. They're not good. It was, it was, but a clock. that's the I only mean, thing. Yeah. A clock's right at least twice a day. Exactly. And I feel like, I feel like the, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, did DC make Wonder Woman great or did they just get a good director that they kind of left alone for the most part, but not really. Yeah. Cause really two thirds of that movie is great. Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think a lot of it has to do with Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not a Zack Snyder fan at all. Right. Um, and I think a lot of the problem with, the DC universe has been Zack Snyder because he is, he is not one of these guys that knows the source material. He's not one of these guys that's like, yeah, I'm going to go out and look at the source material before I do anything. He just kind of does whatever Zack Snyder wants to do. And I think that has been the major catalyst is that they didn't have somebody standing over his shoulder going, no, I probably shouldn't do that. Um, the other thing I think happened was and i've mentioned this on my show is that they didn't have a plan going into this no they they saw the success of dark knight made a superman movie to kind of test the waters further and then they were all like okay go and it just they didn't think things through like marvel like marvel has a multi-phase plan of what they're gonna do and I think that's and then and they continue adding to it and changing it and mm-hmm. revising it and it, there's so much stuff that they do with it, but the, yeah, yeah. And and it, I mean the same can be said for for Fox's plan with X Men. It's like mm-hmm. okay, hey, we made three movies, let's make three more, but let's do it differently. And they just keep rebooting X Men and. I've honestly haven't seen a, an X-Men movie since first class. You really haven't missed much. See, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be that harsh on them, but I, I have been because I feel like, you know, I, who was I talking to today? I, I think it was Ray. Ray sent me the, the link to the dark Phoenix trailer. Mm-hmm. And um, my comment to him was, I want it to be good, and I'm glad that they are calling Professor X out on his BS, because if you watch the trailer, they totally are like, you know, he is the reason why Gene goes all Dark Phoenix. Oh, yeah. he uh, They just shit all over him. Yeah. But the evil Gene Grey is not the Phoenix redemption story. Like, I feel like they're going back to, to X3. Mm-hmm. And uh, no. Well, and here's the thing. Okay, they did Dark Phoenix in the comics. They mm-hmm. did it in the cartoon in the 90s. Mm-hmm. It's probably the best non-comic adaptation of that story that we've seen. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, that that X-Men cartoon series was the best comic book adaptation ever. Um, 
And then just like you said, they did it in the, you know, the Patrick Stewart era X-Men. Terribly, terribly. <laughs> well, okay. Let's face it. The, all three of those movies were just terrible. Um, and then, we're, okay. I will, I will, I will argue that the first two were not terrible for the time. If you compare them to current superhero movies, yes. But back then they were, they were new. It was a genre that doesn't, wasn't getting much play at all. And they were definitely very watchable and very enjoyable because it was all we were getting comic book wise. Okay. That's fair. But I mean, you know, if you feed a starving child, you know, cabbage soup, they're going to think it's the best thing ever. Well, yes, but but again, you know, without I would I would argue that without the first couple of X Men movies, we would not have the MCU. That's fair. I'll, I'll I'll go with that. Um, but I think at this point they're just beating a dead horse. I mean, how many times mm-hmm. are we going to see the same goddamn story? Right, and I would, and honestly, I would rather them save it for for. Disney to be able to do it better <laughs> because, well, because I will, I am going to predict it right now. This is not the last dark Phoenix story we're going to get. I think it will be. Mm, well, see. We talked about this a little bit on Saturday. Yeah. And we talked on the car ride over to Fangia. We talked about how now, you know, Disney's going to have control over the X-Men universe. They're putting it in Kevin Feige's hands And we both agreed that the best thing for them to do at this point is just reboot it and work it into the current MCU. Right. Now, by doing that, you know, we've seen it already from Marvel. They're not going to continue to beat a dead horse. It's, you know, Uncle Ben Spider-Man thing where they felt the need every time they restarted the franchise to show us Uncle Ben. Yeah, to kill poor (laughs) Uncle Ben. The, so Kevin Feige knows he's like, all right, they know the the Dark Phoenix. They're not going to do that again. They, I think they're yeah, going. I think they're going to bring in more Galactus. Well, yeah, I would. I I think they could do Silver Surf with Fantastic Four and Galactus without ruffling any feathers. But I I do think eventually Marvel's going to go because because I. I feel like I've become such a pessimist that if this is horrible, <laughs> I've become such a pessimist when it comes to um, comic book movies that aren't in the MCU. Um, but I don't have a lot of hope for this being a good um, rendition of Dark Phoenix. We The first one wasn't a good rendition of Dark Phoenix. I do think at some point, Disney's going to go, all right, guys, we're, we're going to fix it. And here is Dark Phoenix. And they will do it correctly. And I would just kind of like to wait for that. Like, well, don't even put this new one out. If, just if that wait. happens, great. But I don't think they're going to do it. Because like I said, dead horse. <laughs> we're going to be we're going to be old and gray. And I'm going to be calling you up and going, see, I told you it may have taken 50 years. But I told you they were going to do it. At some point, you're going to become Southern. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, so this is that what happens to all old people. <laughs> they just become crotchety and Southern. Yes. <laughs> um. So yeah. So we saw the Dark Phoenix trailer. Was there anything that that stood out to you for that one? I I don't see who the like. It goes too fast for for me to tell who the um, supporting bad guy characters are. And see if IMDb has any insight. But uh, well, the only thing that I saw was Magneto and Dark Phoenix. Which those two seem to be like you can't have one without the other. 
No. And, well, yes, you can because he wasn't involved in the Dark Phoenix storyline at all. Like, it should be all like I'm, weird mental stuff that mind. Uh, what's his face? Mastermind is doing. Well, you know, I there I agree with you. Um, but you know, it's in the cinematic versions of Dark Phoenix. You cannot have Dark Phoenix without Magneto. That's true. I mean, look, Ian McKellen at, was in that one. And, you know, now we've got Michael Fassbender, who, by the way, has lost a ton of comic movie cred just for doing that horrible garbage known as Assassin's Creed. I, how bad was Assassin's Creed? Oh, it was bad. It was like you bowl bad. Wow. So I, but it's like, I see Michael Fassbender and instead of going, yay, I just like, mm, no, okay, this is what we're getting. <laughs> um, so it looks like the only two people that are characters um, that are rumored are toad and ink. I don't know ink. Oh, I hope they bring back Ray park. Uh, it is not Ray park. It is Mortimer. Tony. Okay. Who names their child Mortimer? Mr. and Mrs. Tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that might be the character's name, which would fix that. Let me see. Yes, that that is that. I'm sorry, that's Toad. I've had a long day. That's Toad's name. <laughs> it's played by Evan. Last name I can't pronounce. Okay, well, uh. John Jonikit. J O N I G K E I T. Yonikit. M- maybe. He was in Frontier with, it looks like... Ooh, that was a good show. Netflix original. Check it out. It's awesome. Cool. I'll have to look at it. So, yeah. So, those are the only two people I see that are um, possible bad guys. Because there are there are a couple people in one shot, kind of in the background, mag- when Magneto's getting ready to confront mm-hmm. the X-Men. So, I'm assuming it's them. Um, but, yeah. So, I mean... I, I hope it's good. Like I was looking forward to age of apocalypse and the only reason why people don't realize how bad that movie was is because it was literally out like a month after, um, uh, Batman versus Superman. So yeah. And let's be honest, Batman V Superman takes the cake. Yes. Like after, after that, you know, any, any superhero movie that's not DC if they don't do well, they can go, well, we're not that bad. <laughs> That's right. And, and, uh, and then it's like, okay. And then the, the, the argument is, well, no, cause then the people are like, well, Hey, at least Batman V Superman wasn't Batman and Robin. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. I'm just dredging up all and, kinds of trash. Aren't I? <laughs> Yeah, well, it's okay. You know, we're just like, you know, there's somebody listening that's going to like shout out the radio. Hey, I like that movie. And that's fine. You know, we, we don't judge. I mean, we do, but we do it quietly and we won't. We won't. Oh, God. Arnold Schwarzenegger and all those snow puns. <laughs> I I just listened to um, the epi- one of the episodes of Jay and Miles where they talked to the person who started writing the new run mm-hmm. of Iceman. Um, and he was just making ice and and snow puns constantly and he was like and guys i'm sorry i'm doing this to get it out of my system here because i'm trying not to put it in the book and i'm like i i, I respect yeah, that that, that's, that, uh, that's that gives him permission absolutely now um 
is correct me if I'm wrong, but the new Iceman, isn't he gay? Yeah, he that's is. what I thought. He is. Um, the way it worked is uh, the somehow because X Men, um, the, the original five X Men, which is Cyclops, Jean Grey, Beast, Angel, and Iceman, get pulled through time, and so you have both the young versions of the characters and the old version characters in the same timeline. Except I think at the time um, Jean Grey was dead <laughs> again because uh, because again X Men, um, and the um, and Iceman says something um, about going out on a date, like young Iceman. And Jean Grey, would, this version has telepathy. And so she totally like – and she, she got telepathy. And if I remember correctly, a little bit of – she's a little on the oh. spectrum, like doesn't necessarily have the filter. And so she, she goes, but like why would you say that? You're gay. And he just kind of opens his eyes. And the adult Iceman's like, wait, what? <laughs> And and so basically one of the things that they're playing with, which I think is really interesting, is you have two Icemans, two Icemen, two, two Icemans um, in, in this universe, one young, one old, both who have just come out. And so they look at, you know, that experience. So the young one is kind of constantly seeing all the mistakes the older one made, but able to live in a time where it's a lot more acceptable to be gay. And then you get um, the older Iceman who's been in the closet his entire life, who sees the life that this kid's starting to have and is now um, kind of dealing with being a, a gay man who has come out later in life, which is something I completely understand because I didn't come out until I was 27. So, um, it's definitely a, a story that I don't know that gets told that often. Oh, wow. Okay, now it, all right, now it's making me want to go to the comic book store and buy it because that sounds really interesting to listen, to watch or read. Yeah, yeah. I, after listening to the guy talk about it and what he wanted to do with it, and um, you know, he was talking about the fact that now you know, Iceman's had to come out as a mutant. He's had to come out as a gay man. You know, it's just this kind of, you know, is there any any part of his life he can go through without being discriminated against? Oh, wow. Um, so I, I thought that was kind of cool thing. So I'm definitely going to go back and check those those issues out. Um, the author's name is, because I want to give him a comment. Let me see if I can find it. Um, I'll keep looking. Okay. But... Um, but yeah, so anything else we want to talk about as far as Dark Phoenix goes? Um, at least it's not Batman v Superman. <laughs> I mean, who knows? It might like the good thing about Age of Apocalypse. It was very fan friendly. Like you could go, oh, I know what that's from. Oh, I I I know what they're doing there. Like there was that like, you know, fan service. There was enough fan service that. It was enjoyable, but if you try and look at it as a good movie, it is it is it is not. Yeah, but at what point do we start saying that, you know, making movies just for fan service is 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 bad? I mean, well, at what point? Where do we draw the line on that? Um. Well, I mean, if it's fun, and you know, nobody gets hurt in the process, you know, maybe it's not that bad. Yeah, but I I mean, I don't want a movie just for fan service. You know, I don't want this to become a thing of like, uh, you know, wink, wink. You know, it's 
I, I want a good movie. I want a good, honest adaptation because the source material is good. Yeah. Uh, well, and and that's what we get. That's what we we get both of those in Deadpool. True. So I I would be perfectly fine with every X movie from here on out just being a Deadpool movie because I think Deadpool does X Men movies better than anybody else does. That's true. Yeah. Um, the author on Iceman when they relaunched it as an original series as it uh, as a, his own series is Cena Grace S I N A Grace. Oh. He seems like a cool dude. He was also on episode 154 of Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men, so you can check that out. Awesome. All right, and then the last thing I think we have on our list of things that we're definitely going to talk about is Captain Marvel's trailer. Have you seen this? Yes. Um, I'm going to get in trouble with Ray for talking about this without him. Um, but that's okay. Well, the, the, <laughs> well, maybe he should have made an effort to be here. Oh, <laughs> believe me, he did. <laughs> believe me, he did. Um, but uh, what did you think? Tell me all the things. Uh, uh, just all the feels. Um, I feel like Captain Marvel was not a comic book series that I read. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know too much about the character. But the Kree? Fuck yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that Captain Marvel kind of opens the door for a lot of other Marvel superheroes to come in. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm all for that. And I'm also for seeing like a super badass female superhero finally enter in the Marvel universe. I mean, yes, we have black widow. Um, yes, we have the, the wonderful ladies from Wakanda, but this is a the first female standalone film that Marvel has done. Yeah. And I'm super excited for how they're going to do it. And I'm really hoping it's not a Mary Sue character. Um, because that is the wrong way to approach things. Right. But it looks fantastic. And it look everything is set up in, you know, for like Captain Marvel to be this one that saves everybody's bacon. Yes. And, and I, I think that's, that's cool. It's within character. They are playing up the fact that she doesn't remember really her entire life on earth, mm-hmm. which is an interesting route to go. I can find, I sometimes find that kind of stuff a little bit tedious. Mm-hmm. So I hope they handle it in a good way because I want, I want to get to the story and I always feel like st- that stuff like that impedes the more interesting aspects of the story. But if you know anything about Carol Danvers, uh, Captain Marvel, she, Carol Danvers has had a weird Marvel history and a really rough Marvel history mm-hmm. and has had like five different characters and, 10 different power sets and (laughs) she's the reason why the rogue in the comic books has the power set that she does because basically rogue stole all of um when she was carol danvers when she was ms marvel stole all her powers and so carol danvers basically lived in rogue's head for like ever (laughs) um like like it's so weird and twisted and there's some weird rapey things and like it's a really convoluted backstory. Mm-hmm. So obviously they're not going to do any of that. And I'm glad they're not going to do all of that. But at the same time, um, I, I 
do like the idea that there is going to be some kind of confusion in her background and they are paying homage to that. Well, and I'm really hoping that they don't like do the whole movie as a flashback, like little flashbacks here and there to explain certain things. Sure. Great. Let's do it. But Mm -hmm. don't give me this, you know, Hey, we're starting from scratch. Cause I, I actually kind of like when they Tarantino things, you know, they, they go backwards in time to show you things. Um, so having said that, I mean, it's a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I Marvel at this point in the game is synonymous with quality. It's going to be good. It's yeah. going to be something that we're going to enjoy when we walk out of the theater. There's going to be aspects that we're looking for just like any other Marvel movie. Um, I'm not too worried about this film being bad at all. Um, and plus, like I was saying earlier, like opening the gateway for some of these other Marvel characters to come in is just phenomenal. Uh, particularly one of my favorites, Captain Nova or just, yeah, or just, we don't have I'm sorry, Nova just yet. Nova, not Captain. Yeah. Nova. We don't have Nova yet, but he's, he's, uh, I, I we've got to get him at some point. I can't imagine the Marvel universe not having that character show. Oh yeah. And I mean, if you have not read, and I know we've talked about this, but if you have not read the current run of Nova, oh my God, you really need to. It's all about Richard Ryder's son uh, taking mm-hmm. on the mantle of Nova. And it is so good. You want to talk about like how you know a superhero learning about their powers should be done? It's Nova. That's awesome. Um, another character that I'm excited about because she's hopefully previewing the possibility of another character mm-hmm. is they have a, a woman in the the lineup named Maria Rambeau. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people, including me, are hoping that means that eventually we will get a Monica Rambeau, who is um, one of the other Captain Marvels who I've spoke about many times on the show because she is um the first black woman to lead the avengers isn't she the one with the like super long scarf um no that's that's ms marvel that's right and i believe she's pakistan and she's muslim yes um the um captain marvel monica rambeau is a um she started out as i think I think she was in the Coast Guard, a captain in the Coast Guard, and she's got this really cool black and white um, costume, and her powers are light-based. So she can basically turn into um, any – well, actually, I I guess energy-based because she can turn into any type of energy, Mm -hmm. and her whole body becomes that type of energy. And so uh, she's just a real – she's probably one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel Universe, and she led the Avengers for a while. So well, I I I'm think we- um, they're making her an Air Force captain in this incarnation. Well, I think this is her mother. Okay. Yeah, I think her mother's going to be the Air Force captain, which will allow us to have Monica in the in the current universe because since this all takes place in the night. Well, and you know, Marvel is famous for doing these, you know, these like views of superheroes as kids. Um, and just mm-hmm. little nods like the miles Morales nod in Spider-Man homecoming and the, yeah. um, 
Oh crap! Who is that kid supposed to be in Iron Man three? Um, I don't the, know. the The kid that was in Iron Man three is supposed to grow up and become a superhero. Um, but they even did it with Spider Man because they confirmed in Iron Man two that the kid wearing the Iron Man mask at the World's Fair is actually Peter Parker. Oh, that's yeah, cool. They actually came right out and said it. Well, after Tom Holland said it, they went like Marvel shuffled up to the mic and was like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> so, I mean, I love that Marvel does that because it sets it up so that they can keep going and be like, yeah, we mentioned, yeah, him. he's right here. And I, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm surprised, but not surprised that we're actually getting, um, it's going to be played by Jude Law, um, the original, original mm-hmm. Captain Marvel, um, Captain Marvel, uh, which is, yes. And then, then you get the Shazam character in it. It's just like, there's a lot of Marvel. Oh God. There. Yeah. That's why I was like, wait, is she the one with the long scarf? No, that's Miss Marvel. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. She wasn't in the military. That's the second Miss Marvel because Carol Danvers was the first Miss Marvel. But in this one, she's captain. So, I mean, she has that military moniker. And then if you want to really, really dive deep, there was a Miss Marvel who was um, on the Fantastic Four for a while. And she was part of like the ultimate weight wrestling association that's in the Marvel universe where it's like wrestlers who have superpowers. And then she became Spider-Man was a part of briefly. Yes. And she became uh she thing, which was basically a female thing from the fantastic oh, four. So ladies and gentlemen, if you want to go deep, <laughs> I can take Let's you make there. that deep dive into the Marvel universe. Um, now I don't know if you've <laughs> talked about this on your show yet already, but um, going back to DC comics and talking about miss, you know, captain Marvel, um, what did you think of the Shazam trailer? Because it's so completely different. I'm a little bit hopeful. I'm trying to push back the voice that says it's DC. They're going to fuck it up. Um, but it, because it's so completely different and it looks like it can stand alone and they're not trying to make it into something that it's not. Um, I think it might be okay. Well, I'm hopeful, but I, I get in trouble when I'm hopeful. So maybe I well, should keep be. in mind that, the new Joker movie that we talked about the, the screen test and the trailer um, and the Captain Marvel movie. No, the Shazam movie. <laughs> See, I'm doing it. <laughs> um, the mm-hmm. Shazam trailer that came out. Those are DC's first movies without Zack Snyder because they kicked him to the curb. Um mm-hmm. Either they kicked him to the curb or he took himself out to the curb. Either way, he's not in the movie our DC business anymore. I think it's going to give us a lot of hope for the DC movies are going to become good again. Would you be satisfied if DC just decided, you know what, we're not going to try and create a cohesive universe. We're just going to release good movies and they're not going to, they're not going to tie. I don't know that I would because I mean, it's like Marvel can do it well and it's not exactly a secret formula. Um, I think DC is starting, if, if these two movies are good coupled with, you know, wonder woman, 
I think they'll be getting some feet under them and getting some traction. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, we could be headed towards something good. Plus, let's not forget that we're also getting a Batwoman movie. Okay. And Joss Whedon was writing it, but I don't know if he stepped down from that or not. I don't recall. Well, we'll we'll hope. I mean, like, we constantly hope. (laughs) I mean, they, again... They're not going to be Batman versus Superman. That's true. They could be a whole new category unto themselves. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> well, and I mean, it, that kind of leads us to another point, which might even be a whole nother show of, you know, are we reaching the end of comic book movies? Have we just had too many? Um, I am okay with them slowing down. I don't know that I need... As, I mean, this year has not had a whole lot. I mean, the only one we have left is Venom, and I'm not looking forward to Venom. I'm not either, because it's not being done by Marvel. No. No. We have a whole episode on um, the – let me see if I get it right. It's so awkward to say. Uh, the Sony Universe of Marvel Characters, I think is what it is. <laughs> Um, and the, the ones that they're releasing, the movies that they're planning on releasing, Brian, uh, oh my God. That bad, huh? Yeah. Well, it's something to keep our eye on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, it's like, I, I've said, and I, I've said on here, so I apologize if I'm repeating myself, but, and I may have said to you this last weekend, I think if DC wants to do this world right, A, they need to start over. And just go, you know, and unfortunately, maybe um, we have to look for a new Wonder Woman and recast and do, you know, a full reboot. But um, they need to start building up um, bad guys because I feel like DC's bad guys are where they could possibly beat Marvel because Mm -hmm. they're, they're bad guys. They've got a great rogues gallery. And if they do it right and they do it well, they can have a movie come out with each of the, the main superheroes and a really strong villain and then collect the villains, create the Legion of Doom, and give us our first like team bad guy movie, which we still haven't had yet. I think that's the way to do it. Yeah, I, I really do think that if we're going to get a DC universe that – if DC wants to beat Marvel to something, because Marvel has not been – at least they do not appear to have been working towards that concept of like this masters of evil. Let's, you know, really put together a group of bad guys that can take out the Avengers kind of situation. Well, I mean, they've always been kind of focused on having like the Supreme evil, you know, and not necessarily a team of evil because their philosophy is that bad guys don't work well together. Mm-hmm. Because they all want to rule the world, and they don't want to be second fiddle to anybody, which to me makes a little bit more sense. But you know, it, it it's give and take. I mean, there's good with Marvel, and there's bad with Marvel, just like there's good with DC, and there's bad with DC. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, uh, let's you know, I I don't know how much you know about Old Man Logan and the story that gave us uh, at least parts of the Logan movie. Again, haven't seen a single X-Men related movie since first class, not even Logan. That, 
that one's definitely worth going to see that that is on its own. It's just a good movie. Like it should have gotten some more Academy award nods because Patrick Stewart did an amazing job. Um, the, the girl who played Laura did an amazing job and, um, and Hugh Jackman was good, but you know, those other two definitely, I think it should have gotten some sort of recognition. Okay. Well, I'll, I will make it a point to add it to my backlog. Yes. But, um, but what I was saying is the, the whole universe he comes from the old man, Logan character is a universe where the bad guys did all team up mm-hmm. and they, yeah, they eventually turned on everybody, but they were just kind of like, there's more of us than there are of them. So let's go kill the good guys. And then we can duke it out. And that's how you get that universe. Oh, all right. Yeah. Kind of, it's a, it's a very cool, very apocalyptic concept. It's, it's, I, I've got to go back and, and read the, the issues because they sound amazing. Oh God, don't add more comics to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, uh, there was one other thing that I wanted to, to talk to you about. It's not necessarily trailer related, okay. um, but it was more of a, how do you feel about this? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw this or not, but Patrick Stewart released a picture of him starting to work on the new Picard centered Trek. What do we know about this? Absolutely nothing. But I mean, they want to kind of do it in the vein of star Trek discovery. They want to have it like next generation era. Um, and I, but with a, an older Picard. Yeah. And like Picard, I think the story goes is that Picard is going to be an admiral now, and it's going to be kind of like picking up where they left off, um, but like years down the road. Um. Yes, please. Yeah, and it's a TV series, not a movie. Um, is it going to be on on All Access, or can I actually watch this on regular TV? Uh, from what I've heard, it's going to be CBS All Access. All right. Well, I'll, then I'll keep my subscription going. <laughs> um, I've got to catch up. I've got to catch up on Discovery since that's really the reason why we got it. But Matt and I are also Big Brother fans, so we. we... <laughs> You've been watching smut and trash. Yes, and it's good smut and trash. <laughs> it's a good season, and we haven't watched the uh, the finale yet. That's we're waiting for tomorrow when we're both home at the same time to be able to do that. But well, I will tell you if you're not caught up on Star Trek Discovery, I I still have the last episode to watch. But the Comic-Con trailer for Discovery Season 2, they're bringing back Captain Pike. Oh, wow. And for for anybody who knows me, for me to be excited about Star Trek knows just what a big thing that is. Because I am not a Trekkie. I thought you, you, that's not, never been your thing? No. Philippe's been the Trekkie. I have always been the Star Wars nerd. Interesting. So we'll see. Have to, we'll have to see how you get into this. But have you have you have you watched most of them? Oh, I've seen them all. I'm just like I'm kind of whatever about it. But yeah. I'm excited for more Patrick Stewart because if I had to pick a captain, it would be Picard. Yes. Um, but I also loved the shit out of Discovery. It was a great show. All right, I gotta, I've gotta finish it then, because it was one of those things where we, we were watching it with my in-laws, and then they, um, moved out of our house, which mm-hmm. you know, 
very, it was very nice to have them here. It was also very nice to have the house back. Um, <laughs> but we, we, but we, we haven't ever finished it with them. So I think that's probably one that if nobody's thinking about it, we can, I can just kind of on the down low, finish them all <laughs> and be, yep. be perfectly fine. But no, I, I used to be, I haven't been so much recently, but during next generation, I, I would wear like a communicator pin to school. Like, Oh I was, no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, Joseph. My very first co- convention was a Star Trek convention. <gasps> I feel like I don't even know you. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I, I, uh, the idea of uh, a Patrick Stewart next generation type um, Star Trek series. First of all, I could, I could watch, I could watch Patrick Stewart watching paint dry and be entertained. <laughs> uh, I laugh, but I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> He's just amazing. Okay. Um, have you ever seen? Oh, what was the name of the movie? Um, he plays a gay guy in it. Um, uh, I have to look it up. I apologize. This is amazing. Um, well, while you're looking it up, I have a Patrick Stewart B movie that I think everybody should see. Go for it. It's called safe house. Okay. He is an ex CIA operative. That is a germaphobe. And he lives in this like locked down house and he's in the early stages of Alzheimer's and his daughter hires a nurse who he thinks is trying to kill him. Interesting. <laughs> it is, it is, it is a movie that is full of twists and turns and it is a deep dive. And at the end of the movie, you're like, the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it so- is so fantastic. So I, I am sad that I'm going to have to like, you know, possibly give up my gay card for not remembering this, but the, the name of the movie is Jeffrey. It's from 1995. And if you want to see just a fabulous, like just fabulous and delightful Patrick Stewart, it is a great movie. (laughs) Okay. You said, what's the name of it again? Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Okay. Um, Like, like many of the gay movies in that era, it is not, necessarily a happy movie but he his character is delightful well i think whenever a straight actor plays a gay guy it's 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 truly wonderful i mean because robin williams and birdcage need i say more yes yes but you expected that from robin williams you don't necessarily expect that from patrick stewart yeah and that's about the level he's playing it at oh god okay now i like to see this yeah, he's amazing. And of course, like, yes, it's a great movie. Oh, well, you've given me a lot to watch and add to my backlog. Thank you. That No problem. I always I always feel it's a good show when I end up with a long list of um, of recommendations. So hopefully I have I have done the same. Yes, you have. Thank you. <laughs> Do you have any shout outs for this week? Uh, shout outs. Um, Hey, I want to give a shout out to DM from Fangiacon for inviting us down and letting us go hog wild on the main stage for an hour and a half. Um, also want to give a shout out to my new bestest, best friend, Joe Ackman, who joined us (laughs) on stage. Um, and now we're Facebook buddies. So there's that. Um, 
And also, I want to give a shout out to you, Joe, and Mandy from the WEC podcast and Bet You Didn't Know podcast uh, for coming on down to San Diego and hanging out with me for the day. Yeah, we had a really we had a really fun time. Oh, thank you. I, we had a really really. Fun I did as well. Very good. I have uh, my shout out this week is going to Ray because we miss him terribly and um, we look forward to him coming back. Uh, but we know he's going out and doing good things for children's. So so that's good. Recruiting them and getting them to live their their artistic dreams. Um, and next week you're going to be returning with yep. us. And we are going to – this is going to be a first, Brian. Mm-hmm. We are going to actually talk to one of my students. Oh, gosh. We're gonna, I'm going to get to learn all about Professor Joe. <laughs> um, Mar- Marturia Yami is a senior at my school, and she is going to come and talk to us about uh, Girls That Code because she did that over the summer, and she got to spend the entire summer at Blizzard HQ. And um, – both of us are Blizzard fans, so we are just probably going to fangirl over over her. Yeah, I think I was telling you this past weekend that I, never in my life have I wanted to be a teenage girl more than when <laughs> her summer doing. Yes, she was like I. Rem, I have. Uh, she's part of my drama club too, and so I have a special chat program that they can contact mm-hmm. me on. And she's like, "Yes, where I am in the middle of the summer," and I was like, I "Hate you so much. <laughs> Get me autographs and possibly BlizzCon tickets." Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, all the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geek2Dude is a proud member of the Geek2Geek Network. Check out other Geek2Geek shows such as the Geek2Geek Podcast, Geek Fitness Health Hacks, and Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. And make sure to join our Reddit community at r forward slash geek2geekcast. You can also join us on Slack, and you can join us on Discord, and all of that stuff is at... Uh, geek2geekcast.com uh, You can currently find us at geek2.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geek2.com You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Brian, where can we um, find you? At home. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, you can find us on any way that you consume your podcast media, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Blueberry. Uh, I think we were even on Podcast Pickle for a while. Um, but uh, social mm-hmm. media, uh, we have a Twitter. I don't use it. Don't go there. Um, best way to check out our stuff is on Facebook.com forward slash Average Geek Show Official. If you want to see some random photos you can hit us up on instagram um and you can send me a message i usually respond right away on facebook so yay yay well thank you very much uh brian for joining thank us this you. week and for yeah, and for all of you out there listening remember this week keep it geek this is frazzly with frazzlecast do you want to talk about world of warcraft every week with different people and a little bit of geeky stuff Check out Frazzlecast.com and on all of your favorite podcast players. And remember, keep it geek. So how would you describe a podcast like The Shared Desk? It's a podcast that took its sweet time to do a promo. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think that goes without saying. I mean, you could say The Shared Desk is a podcast about... 
collaboration because that's what we do. Wait, 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 wait. There's a lot more to the shared desk. You got our Loot Crate looky-loo. Oh, what's in the box? And then what we're doing when we're not writing, usually it's pretty nerdy. Nerd! And then there are the drop-ins. Has the whole world gone crazy? Yes, there are drop-ins. And we love having guests on the show. It's the shared desk after all. And if it's Katie or Lauren, you get some lovely singing as well. So find The Shared Desk on iTunes, Stitcher, or at thesharedesk.com. The Shared Desk. Two writers. One podcast. Different different points points of view. song means it is once again time to promo the Geek Wolf Pack podcast. I'm your Papa Wolf, Nick Kelly. And I'm your Mama Wolf, Stacia Kelly. And I'm Thermal Wolf, Brandon Kelly. Here on the podcast, we're just a couple of generations geeking out and sharing what we think we think. We'll share the latest nerd news and sci-fi happenings. Looking for life hacks? I'll tell you if there's an app for that. And I'll give you the latest from a gamer's point of view. Plus, every episode includes some of what we like to call ADHD D&D. I'm a healer, and I killed a dragon. Spoilers. (laughs) Spoilers. <laughs> so join us here at the Geek Wolfpack Podcast. Join us on iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, or wherever you find your podcasts, or simply at geekwolfpackpodcast.com. And as always, geek out.